Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about healthy prayer as I comment on Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 13, which reads, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, we're in the middle of a series on the characteristics of healthy churches as taught by the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. And I think as our churches rebuild their ministries after the ravages of a year of dealing with COVID-19, they really should consider how they can be rebuilt in a healthy manner. And the IMB teaches that a key element of a healthy church is the practice of healthy prayer. Now, I'll be the first to confess that I do not know enough about prayer, and I do not really know how prayer works. And I also know my prayer life could use improvement. Now, that being said, this passage of Scripture does teach us probably all that we do need to know about prayer, which is logical considering this is our Lord's central teaching about how to pray. So what does this passage, which we often call the Lord's Prayer, teach us about healthy prayer? First, healthy prayer is relationship. Dr. Ken Hemphill, in his study, The Prayer of Jesus, said that prayer is really about a relationship with our Father. Prayer should be an ongoing, everyday, day-long conversation with Him. And we see this in the preamble to the Lord's Prayer because in verse 7, Jesus just assumes that the disciples would be praying regularly by saying, When you pray. And when I say I don't understand how prayer works, what I mean is that we know that God knows everything and that He is all-loving and all-caring for His people. So, therefore, if He knows everything and loves us, why does He not just act without us praying? Well, in truth, He often does act without us praying. But the issue is God wants a relationship with His children. Like a human parent who loves a child, our Father loves us and He wants to relate to us. He wants to talk with us. And like Adam and Eve, He wants to walk with us in the garden in the cool of the day. Therefore, prayer is not transactional. That is, we don't just ask God for something and He just responds. Like the way a college student may call home asking for money. No, Prayer is relational. It is about spending time in fellowship with our God and our Father. Next, healthy prayer is recognition. As Jesus moved on to teaching about how to pray, 
he began with a recognition of who God is. First and foremost, he asserted that God is our Father. We know that human fathers are frail and limited, but our Father in heaven is not. He is the ultimate example of a Father to us. As we pray, we need to be praying as if we are speaking with the best Father ever, because He is. Of course, God is more than Father. He is also Lord. He is mighty and lifted up, and He is sovereign. And He deserves to be praised and honored. So, this opening to prayer sets the stage for our relationship to God. And our relationship with God is both personal because He loves us and also transcendent because He is the God of the universe. This is an amazing, if pithy, expression of God's ability to balance all parts of our relationship with Him. Now, humans struggle with having a balanced life. But God never does, and our prayer life must be founded on this balanced relationship with Him. We also see that healthy prayer is resolution. Uh, because of whom our Father is, and because of our relationship to Him of love through Jesus Christ our Lord, uh, we can resolve to commit ourselves to Him. Now, this portion of our prayer recognizes that God loves us and His will for us and for this world is perfect. It is an expression of our alignment with God's purposes, intentions, and wills. Will. It is also an expression of our trust in our Lord because he, uh, we commit ourselves to His timing also. To say that we don't always understand what God is doing is an understatement. And if we understood God, what kind of God would He be? What, what we need to know is that God has the best of intentions for us, and we need to align our hearts with His purpose. It's easy for us to accept God's will when it is pleasant and easy. It's another thing entirely when God's will for us is a time of testing or trials for us to endure. Yet as we pray in accordance with Jesus' model, we need to express our commitment and our resolution to bow our knee to our Father and to trust Him with our entire being. Finally, we see that healthy prayer is reconciliation. Like any good father, our our God expects His children to bring his, their petitions to Him. Good fathers love to help their children with their problems. And I think where we go wrong in our prayer, however, is how we understand God's priorities. As we bring our needs to God, we often focus on our temporal needs, our health, our wealth, and our happiness, and our security. God is concerned about these things, and He is happy to help us with them. Uh, the thing we forget, however, is that God has more serious issues that He wants us to deal with. God does want us to be reconciled with our day-to-day -day circumstances. Uh, but the prayer that Jesus taught us reveals that God is more concerned about our reconciliation with Him and with our brothers and sisters in Christ than He is with our everyday issues of life. As we see in the Ten Commandments, God is concerned about our relationship with Him and our relationship with other people whom He created.
I believe if we focus more on that issue in our prayer rather than our own well-being, our prayer life would be much healthier. And this is also borne out by verses 14 and 15, which instruct us, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. If we're to practice healthy prayer, reconciliation must become more important to us than it is for simply God to respond to our personal needs. In conclusion, uh, while we call this prayer the Lord's Prayer, in truth it is better termed the model prayer, or as some people call it, the family prayer. If we really wanted to see the Lord's Prayer, we need to consider the high priestly prayer found in John chapter 17, but that's an aside. The fact is, healthy prayer does not have to be perfect prayer. Prayer is like anything else we do in life. It is an iterative thing. The more we pray, the better we will be at it. In fact, I think a great model for us as we pray is Daniel, and so I'll close with his example. Uh, Even though King Darius had uh, signed an immutable law which prohibited anyone from praying to another god except him, Daniel 6.10 tells us this, When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Persistence in prayer goes a long way toward making up for our deficiency in prayer. As we develop healthy prayer in our churches and our lives, let us follow the example set for us by Daniel and by our Lord Jesus himself. Thanks for watching. I'll be back soon with more characteristics of a healthy church that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Dr. Otis Corbett. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing, I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.